Good morning, church family and ministry friends. I'm Pastor Stephen Brooks. Welcome today to our online internet around the world church service. And I'm so glad that you are here today. God's word is going to build you up real strong so that you can accomplish the amazing things that God has called you to do. Now, before we jump into today's message, first, Let's honor God with the tithes and the offerings. Praise the Lord. Let me read a scripture to you from the, the words of the Apostle Paul. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1. But understand this, that in the last days, those are the days that we're living in, that in the last days, dangerous times of great stress and trouble will come. In other words, they cannot be avoided. We'll come difficult days that will be hard to bear. My friends, in the times in which we are living and in the state of the world in which we see uh, evil uh, doing uh, things that are really representations of hell manifesting on earth, such as Hamas, you know, Hamas for years has been known as a terrorist organization. And they are, but the reality is much deeper. The reality is that they are a satanic terrorist organization. The things they did to people, the things they have done to children and to innocent men and women captured from Israel are satanic in their nature, not just bad, satanic. And my friends, we are living in times where in the last days, there's a lot of danger all over. And it says here, that it will be times of great stress and trouble. Now, now here's the amazing thing. You must understand this. God's covenant will exempt you from the tragedies, from the awful things that befall others who are not in covenant with God and being in covenant. Yes, there's the covenant of salvation, but we're not just talking about going to heaven, but you, you're taking out by an awful accident or you're taking out because you're in a wrong place or maybe a dangerous place and something happened and you became a statistic. No, there is also a covenant of safety and protection so that all of the things that would befall others who are sinners or Christians even who do not know God's covenant keeping ability. I tell you what, you can be exempted from all of that, including the financial stress that will continue to get worse upon governments of the world and upon individuals. Praise God. And we are told that this is the temperature of the end times. Very, very hot, very much pressure, pressure situations. Look, maybe you're hearing this message and you've just crossed into the new year. Maybe you're hearing this message and it's the last day of the current year. Nevertheless, my friends, with what we're facing in the times in which we live, you really should be a tither because those that tithe in faith and honor God with their finances in the area of 10% of all of their income, all of their financial increase goes to God and they give offerings. What is an offering? Anything above the 10%. I tell you what, it puts you into a covenant with God that now brings a canopy of protection over your life. Malachi chapter three, verse 10. 
Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house, and try, try me now on this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven, and pour out for you such blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it, and here you go, and I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. What is, what is the devil? He is a devourer who wants to steal from you, preferably even tried to kill you, steal, kill, destroy. That is his modus operandi. So that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall the vine fail to bear the fruit for you in the field, says the Lord of hosts. And all nations will call you blessed. This covenant of empowerment, this covenant, this covenant of protection extends and lifts you to a place, not just of localized blessing, but not, and not just regional blessing, but you become a, you can become an international star lifted up by God to influence many people. And that is the covenant privilege of every child of Abraham, who is the father of faith. And why? Because Abraham's blessing was a blessing that God said would affect and bless the whole world. So you're not just supposed to be a local sensation. You're called to be an international celebrity in the eyes of Jesus, leading others to Christ through the emblematic sign and wonder that you are in the hands of God. Woo, follow with me today, praise God, as we're talking about some wonderful things from the Word of God. God said, if you tithe, I will rebuke the devourer. Praise God. You know, on Christmas Day, 2023, my spiritual father graduated, went home to be with Jesus in heaven. Great man of God, 44 years of ministry. And my wife and I actually met in his church. She had already been there for a while. So when I came along, we met on that first day. We're raised up him, uh, excuse me, we're raised up there in the church, in the prophetic, uh, released by him with full blessing out into full-time ministry. And over the last seven years, particularly, he and I got really close, and my wife and I had many uh, meals and uh, many times of wonderful fellowship where the last 44 years of his ministry, because he was in full-time ministry for 44 years, he would just open his heart and talk about anything and everything, and all of his relationships with some of the greats, whether it was Lonnie Frisbee or others from history past, he would delve into that because he was very influential in the charismatic revival that broke out there in Southern California and went all over the world. So he would share with us about the good times, about the hard times. And one of the stories he told me was the time that, you know, they had a lot of money coming in because there was a move of God. Uh, we've talked about that. Uh, you have to understand that aspect of the blessing. It, it does bring great provision. Amen. So very quickly, his church exploded to 3,000 members and uh, in a very, uh, uh, you know, Southern California, a lot of wealth and all, and all of that. So they're doing really good. And, uh, but then it's like all after a while, uh, there were some challenges. The enemy's going to challenge, but then some things of the enemy began to get through the armor, uh, the fortress wall of the church and, uh, apostle Gary, uh, uh, Dr. Gary Greenwald said, how is this happening when we are walking right with God? How is this happening? So he began to ask questions and he went into his chief accountant who was a lady and said, uh, what's going on because we're getting hit. We, this is normally not uh, possible because we're serving God living, right? So how was this happening? Um, what's going on with the tithe? 
She said, well, Dr. Gary, um, we, we haven't been tithing now for six months. He said, what? She said, well, you know, we had a few challenges and this and that. And I, I, I didn't think that we needed to be tithing anymore. So uh, I, stopped, I stopped sending the tithe out to all the missionaries that we were supporting. He said, <laughs> he said no wonder, no wonder these things are befalling us because the enemy now has legal access to come in here and do some of these crazy things that are inexplainable from a natural perspective. And uh, he said, we're going to begin to tithe again immediately. She said, well, we're, we're now kind of like financially strapped. It's, we, we should. He said, no. He said, that's why we're financially in this challenge, because we have not been honoring God. We have been taking the tithe that belongs to him. He got the tithe back up, back online, and God got him through every challenge that he faced from then on out to the moment he took his last breath, praise God, which again was on Christmas Day. By the way, that was something my wife and I have been, how can I say, meditating on over the last few days. And I appreciate uh, you letting me take off Wednesday because we were still, in, still like assimilating a lot of that. Plus, I was also looking to the Lord to get the word of the Lord. And boy, did he ever give it to me. That, and I want you to watch that message, 2024, word of the Lord. I got the whole thing from God in five minutes. <laughs> praise God. It was a download. Praise the Lord. And so I know that will bless you concerning this year. But my friends, we need to honor the Lord in this new year by giving God what belongs to him, the tithe. I won't argue over it because I don't teach tithing uh, from the perspective of being like uh, so much like a doctrinal thing. I teach it as a covenant thing. There's enough scriptures in the New Testament that any open hearted person would, you know, who's a believer would say, yeah, I can clearly see it. Hebrews chapter seven, of course, being the clincher. But um, I don't present it from a dogmatic perspective. I present it from a perspective of this brings you onto a covenant platform with God and God's covenant with you is stronger than any negative economic situation out there that would be going on. And what's going to happen in the last days, pressure, pressure, pressure. And here's the miracle of the covenant of when you become in the financial covenant with God, the miracle is that you can go uphill you can go upwards when all kinds of other stuff, even big stuff, is struggling and maybe laying people off and maybe going downstream. You can keep you can keep increasing. I'm telling you, it's not only a covenant of protection and survival. It is a covenant of empowerment where you you begin to take over. You begin to take over. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Before Jesus comes back for the church. The church will be in such a place, a position of splendor and glory reflecting their king that the world will envy the church. Mm, that's you. Praise God. Having said that, let us now receive the tithes and the offerings into the storehouse of the Lord. For some of you, this would be your last day of the year to honor God financially and uh, just go ahead and bless, bless God's work and give God Praise as you give today. Now, if you're going to mail in your giving, please send it to Stephen Brooks International, P.O. Box 717, Moravian Falls, 
North Carolina, the zip code here, 28654. Now, if you want to bring it in online, you can do so literally from anywhere in the world as long as you can get online. Go to our ministry website, stephenbrooks.org. Look at the top. There's a header that says Give uh, Online. Click that. When you do, it drops down. It'll say Tithes and Offerings. Click that, okay? Takes you to the giving menu. You'll see the words, the word fund, F-U-N-D. Click that, drop down menu, tithes and offerings. There you go. Praise God. And I know, I know, I know I'm talking to covenant people. And there are also some who've been on the fence. And maybe you said, oh, well, I tried it or this and that. Uh, God's word is something that you obey because when you walk in obedience, you realize that all of the, uh, excuse me, all of the blessings, not some, all of the blessings of God are conditional. If you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. Deuteronomy 28 verse one. If, if, if you do verses one through 13, then you, you're going to begin to experience God move mightily in your life in the area of blessing. Praise God. So if you're riding the fence, which is a, a middle ground of uncertainty, come off the fence and get, get, look, get off the fence, get on the covenant platform. Whoa, what a difference. You're going to, you'd see such a shock in your life in one year. You'd see sicknesses and weird diseases leave your family. You see bizarre things lift off of your life that formerly, uh, uh, you know, would, uh, be almost unexplainable as to their origin. But I'm telling you what, God will put protection all around you. It truly is a covenant. Now, heavenly father, I pray that you bless your people. I thank you that they are tithers. I thank you that they are covenant practitioners. They're not just hearers of the word, they're doers of the word, and those are the ones that are blessed. Now, Father, we give you all of the praise. We thank you in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, shout amen. What's the tithe off of a million dollars, a hundred thousand dollars? Yes, that's God's portion. What's the tithe off $10 million? Pastor Stephen, are you saying I'm going to have a good year? You're certainly not going to have a bad one. You'll never be lower than the moment where you are right now. You're going up. Praise God. What's the tithe off $10 million? $1 million. Amen. Whatever, whatever comes into your hands, give God the tithe. I tithe off gift cards. Hallelujah. If I give a, somebody gives me a gift card that's got a hundred dollars on it and maybe it's to a shopping uh, store, I take $10 cash out of my own pocket, put it over in the tithe that goes to God. Tithe on everything that comes into your hands. Praise God. Woo. I feel the power of the covenant today. I know you're blessed. Amen. I know you're blessed. Thank you, Father. Blessing on your people in Jesus name. Praise God. You'll, you'll be, you'll be in the shade in these end times, while others are sweating and being engulfed with worry and fear, you'll be in shade. You'll be in the shade with overflow. Mm -mm. All right. Now today I want to talk about enforcing prophetic words, enforcing prophetic words. The word of the Lord has gone forth for 2024. I've shared that. I want to encourage you to watch that message. But what happens when God talks? What happens when God says something and it's so good and it's so promising? What do you do with it? You have to enforce that word. Let's talk about it today, beginning in 1 Timothy chapter 1. Let's open with prayer. Father, we thank you that your word is true, that your word is powerful, and that it's working in our lives today.
Father, let your spirit move, move, move today. This is a year of movement of 2024. And we thank you, Father. Uh, equip us to enforce the words that you speak to us. Now, we thank you. We give you all of the praise in Jesus' name. And we all say, Amen. Glory to God. First uh, Timothy chapter 1. Let me get a drink of my hot, my hot tea. I'm really liking this uh, hot tea from South Africa. Praise God. Ooh, praise the Lord. Mm-mm. Verse 18. This charge I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you may wage you may wage the good warfare. Praise God. When a prophetic word comes your way, it places a responsibility on you to enforce it. How? Through warfare. Woo! Praise God. Well, Pastor Stephen, why? Why can't it just come to pass? Because the devil contends with every genuine prophetic word. And if you do not contend with him, then he's going to tamper with that prophecy, no matter how beautiful it is, he's going to tamper with it. And he's going to try to make it look to you as if it's untrue. Woo. Watch out today. Mm -mm. You're getting armed today. Praise God to enforce prophetic words. Look at this in the book of Deuteronomy chapter two, verse 24, rise, take your journey and cross over the river Arnon. Look, I have given into your hand Sihon, the Amorite king of Heshbon, and his land. Begin to possess it and engage him in battle. Well, Pastor Stephen, that's, that's pretty bold of God to say, rise and take it. I've already given it to you. Yes, because God is a faith God. And you just flat out can't please God unless you're walking in faith. And my friends, that faith element Oh, I tell you what, it's got a bite to it. It's got that warfare edge to it. Look what the children of Israel did here in verse 32. Then Sihon and all his people came out against us to fight at Jahaz. And the Lord our God delivered him over to us. So we defeated him, his sons, and all his people. Just, listen, just as God said they would. Just as God said, they could. As a matter of fact, in the mind of God, it's already done. But notice that that King Sihon, he's not going to just say, well, uh, you know, God has pronounced my judgment. And I, I guess you guys are going to kill all of us. And I tell you what, let's just, let's just like uh, not do the killing part. We'll just pack up and leave and you guys move in and take over since God said that's, you know, you're going to take the land anyhow. Oh no, they're, they're going to fight. Are they afraid? Yes. Do they, do they know they're about to have impending doom? Uh, yeah, they can sense that. But, but yeah, they're going to swing their sword. They're going to swing their sword. And the enemy will try to tamper with prophetic words that come straight from God. What are you going to do? You're going to engage the enemy. That's what you're going to do. And you're going to fight. You must contend for your prophetic word. How? In battle. Not on the, not on the sofa. Not on the couch. You've got to get in the battle. You either fight or lose the promised blessing. Why? Because it's promised. It is a blessing, but it's conditional. The condition is you need to get in there, start swinging your sword. Mm-mm. You don't just wait for prophecies to be fulfilled. You war a good warfare with them. 
Prophetic words must be fought into fulfillment. Catch that. Now let it get into your spirit. Prophetic words must be fought into fulfillment. Mm. You, it's like, it's like the Super Bowl. You get the trophy. You had to fight on the gridiron to bring that into fulfillment. Nobody's going to give you that for free. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Praise God. This is fighting the good fight of faith. That's what Paul was referring to as we see that in 1 Timothy chapter 6. And let's go over the verse 12. Fight the good fight of faith. Fight the good fight of faith. Woo. Hallelujah. Praise God. Faith, my friends, is the principal weapon you use in the fulfillment of prophecy. Faith is the principal weapon you use to bring prophetic words to pass that have been spoken over your life. Mm -mm. What is 2024? The year of unstuck destinies. Well, your destiny that has been stagnant, your destiny that has been uh, not moving or at snail's pace for the last two years, the last five years, this is the year of unstuck destinies. Woo, praise God. Amen. So, faith is the principal weapon you use in the fulfillment of that prophetic word. You know, there were many blessings that God had preserved for his people Israel in the land of Canaan, but Israel had the first fight in order to possess their possession. So it's time for you right now to receive strength for warfare, just as Jesus spoke of in Matthew chapter 11 and verse 12. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it. How? By nice, uh, calm and polite, you know, like, you know, please, Mr. Devil, let go. Please, Mr. Devil, don't tore me. Uh, don't tore me at, torment me at night anymore. Please, Mr. Devil, you know, this is painful. Would you stop it? No, no. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it. How? You know how that scripture ends. You know what Jesus said? The violent take it by force. We're not talking about physical force that's dealt with with armed uh, uh, weapons or, you know, firearms and things like that. We're talking about the weapons that God has given to you, the preeminent one being faith. You're going to take it. Glory to God. You're going to take it by faith. Thank, thank you, Jesus. Now, let's continue uh, looking at enforcing prophetic words. Luke chapter 21 and verse 15. Jesus says here, for I will give you a mouth, a mouth. Do you have one? Does it work? Yes, Pastor Stephen, coming off Christmas holidays, it worked really well. I gained uh, 15 pounds using my mouth. Well, let's use it for something beneficial here also. For I will give you a mouth and wisdom. Uh, you, you, you don't want to have a mouth and foolishness. That's a really a bad combination, isn't it? But God, God says, Jesus says, I will give you a mouth and wisdom, which all your adversaries, all of them, all of them will not be able to contradict or 
resist. Did you ever stop to think that your mouth is a weapon of warfare? Mm -mm. I'm telling you it is. It is. Your mouth helps you to chart the successful course for your life through the words that you speak. Your mouth is actually linked to your health and your prosperity. We see this in Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart from where? You big toe? This book of the law shall not depart from where? Your right elbow? No, no. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. Your mouth is a weapon. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. You know, even the word meditate, while it, it has the deeper meaning to ponder, it also does carry the Hebrew meaning to mutter. So you're still going to use your mouth as you ponder the word of God, ponder the promises and how God uh, shares with you through his word and through prophetic utterances, through prophets that he's going to do this for you. You ponder it and you mutter it out. You mutter such things as yes, God's going to do it. Yes, he said it, and God cannot lie. Yes, God said it, and I'll tell you what, I believe it. Hallelujah. Yes, it is not only going to happen. I believe it's unfolding right now, even if I can't see it. Glory to God. Praise God. So this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate. Again, that also speaks of the mouth. You shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Well, Pastor Stephen, I'm not into that prosperity stuff. Well, then you're not into the book of Joshua. I can tell you that for sure. Woo, praise the Lord. But I am, and I know you are too. Mm -mm. This year, you're going to have prosperity. You're going to taste it. Your mouth speaks it, and you're, uh, you're going to taste it. Amen. There's the flavor of prosperity and success. Thank you, Jesus. Glory, glory, glory to God. You know, those, uh, uh, those believers who sometimes even give, but they don't speak abundance because maybe they're embarrassed uh, that uh, maybe one of their friends might hear them say something like that. Uh, I tell you what, when your mouth refuses to make bold statements like, I believe I'm prosperous, I believe I'm blessed. I believe God's lifting me up. Then I'm telling you, prosperity will elude you. Why? Because you're embarrassed of it. And if you're embarrassed of the words of the Lord, if you're embarrassed of what Jesus said, he'll be, he'll be embarrassed of you. Mm -hmm. But if you say, now, hold on just a moment. I'm just quoting scripture. I'm just speaking what God said. You know, you'll have negative people. They'll say things. They'll want to pull you in into their negativity. Why? So you'll express it through words. I was in the post office just the other day. And I went to go pick up the mail and I took it out. And when I was pulling out the mail, a, a lady, and you, you could tell, she, I mean, she, she, uh, she looks real haggard. She lo and she had a car out in the parking lot. I saw this later when I walked out with my mail. She had a bro broken down, busted old car. The front of it was completely smashed in. Now, I'm taking my mail out and I get my mail. She said, nothing but junk mail, huh? She said, don't you hate getting junk mail? I said, well, there's some good things in here for me. And when I said that, it's like they think you live on another planet. They actually think you're, you're Looney Tune. 
Mm-mm. But I take the good, because it's all good mail. I take all the good mail, amen. And I walk out, not into a broken down bomb. And I know what that, that's like. I used to be in that world. I used to drive one of those, amen, when I had no knowledge of the covenant. But I take the good mail, because it's all good mail. Uh, oh, it's all, I've had them say it before. Oh, I got nothing but bills, huh? Oh, hey, I don't mind bills. I, I, I like electricity. I don't know about you. I don't want to live by uh, uh, candles anymore, unless it's a scented candle that I light for ambiance. But I like electricity. I don't mind paying the heating bill. I don't mind playing air conditioning bill. And I, I have to be honest, I like, I like having water uh, and uh, run to my building over here so that we can flush the toilets. I, I, I'm not too hot on outhouses. Mm, mm, mm. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Wake up in the morning and say, God is unsticking my destiny. My destiny is unstuck. I'm moving forward. Everything according to God's plan for my life is flourishing. Hallelujah. I'm blessed. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. And what you say will produce corresponding fruit as we see in Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 21, death. Then maybe there's somebody that likes it. I personally don't like it. I personally have enough sense to read the Bible just like you do and see that Jesus describes death as an enemy, even to the point where we see in scripture that one day death, which is also a spirit, death itself will be thrown into the lake of fire. Death is a person. It's a, it's a personality. It is a being very powerful being, but one day death will be thrown into the lake of fire. Even hell, which is also a giant spiritual entity will be lifted up and thrown also into the lake of fire. Mm-mm-mm. Glory to God, death and life. Ooh, glory are where? And the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit. So when you're speaking life and health and prosperity and abundance, when you're speaking that you're blessed because you have such a desire to be a blessing, I tell you what, you're going to eat that fruit. Mm -mm. Thank you, Jesus. So we need to understand the use of our tongue because it is instrumental in the establishing and the fulfilling of our destinies. Praise God. Now, in the area of enforcing prophecies, you are either warring with the prophetic word that has been uttered by a prophet, or you are warring with prophecies that are found in the Holy Scriptures. Take a look at this in the book of Ezekiel, chapter 37. Let's drop down to verse 4. I'm so glad that you're here today learning how to enforce prophetic utterances. Woo, glory to God. Verse 4. Again, he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. So we see here that the substance of this prophecy was what? It's the word of the Lord. And that's the game changer right there. The word of the Lord was spoken to that hopeless situation. And then there was a turnaround. So when you speak what God says, you set spiritual forces into motion that subdue and dominate 
any negative situation standing against the fulfillment of your destiny. Mm -mm. The truth coming from your mouth releases the necessary forces for your dominion. Look, anytime, anytime when you're saying what God said, you are 1000% correct. You're right all the time when you agree with this book. Mm -mm. What brings such confidence? Knowing you're right. Knowing that that's what God said. Well, I don't agree with that. Well, then you're disagreeing with the word of God. Mm, so you and God have a problem. Not you and me. You and God have a problem. <laughs> Woo. Mm, mm. So my friends, when Jesus was confronted by the devil, he knew that the dirty devil was out to rob him just like he robbed the first Adam in the garden of Eden. Now, Paul refers to Jesus as the second Adam. But when that temptation took place, it's the same thing. Satan is going to try to rob Jesus, the second Adam, just like he totally ripped off the first one. Hmm. What did Jesus do? He said during those diabolical, well-crafted attacks on each attack, he said, it is written. Mm -mm. Look, that's the equivalent as saying, thus says the Lord. It, it's the same thing. Woo, praise you, Lord Jesus. The devil will not flee except by scriptural word-based confrontations. Where you take your stand on the word of God and you stand, therefore, and having done all, you stand. It, look, look. Whenever you take a strong stance, let's say you take a stance on tithing, you'll be tested in that area. You take a stance on the atonement of the blood, you'll be tested in that area. When you take a stand on righteousness, the enemy, what, what's he doing? He's trying to test you to try to break you, to get you off that word because he knows that strong stance. It, he can't handle it. He can't handle it. So having on all stand and stand. And I tell you what, you'll see God move in your life. Mm -mm. So we confront those situations that oppose the fulfillment of God's word that has been delivered. Praise God. Now, there are some Christians that they are good at talking to God, but they do it from an angle of basically just repeatedly reporting their problems to him. And there is a place where you pour out your trouble to the Lord and you bring it to God so that that peace of God will begin to overwhelm you and calm you and begin to give the wisdom of God will give you guidance and instruction. But a lot of times people, believers are not praying in faith. They're just retelling to God over and over again, their problem. But you do have some believers. They're more developed in their spiritual walk with God. And they even know how to address the devil. They don't put up with the devil's stuff, but even fewer still know how to address very negative adversarial situations in their life by speaking to them. You speak to the situation. Look at this in Mark chapter five. Mm, mm, mm. Mark five, verse 41. Then he took the child. Of course, this would be the dead child. Then he, Jesus took the child by the hand and said to her, Talitha Kumi, which is translated little girl. I say to you, arise, praise God. 
Thank you, Jesus. My friends, you too can speak to any dead situation in your life prophetically and tell it to rise up. You can make utterances like this. There will be no loss in my life this year. Mm-mm-mm. You ready for this? You can get bold to say there will be no accidents in my life this year. There will be no broken bones this year. There will be no hospital visits this year unless I'm going to see somebody else in the hospital and pray for them. You can make declarations. My destiny is unstuck and I'm moving forward this year in God's plan for my life. Mm-mm. Ezekiel spoke to the wind and breath came into those dead bodies and you can speak to your own situation. And you know what? Life will come in to it. Praise God. Now these are your weapons of warfare. They are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. And so now that we have discussed how you can enforce prophetic words, it's time for you to take these weapons of warfare and apply them in battle and fight until those prophetic words decreed and spoken over your life are fulfilled. 2024 is a year of unstuck destinies. God is moving on your life. God is taking you forward. Glory to God. So if you believe it, lift your hands as an expression of faith and say, God, be it according unto me, according to the prophetic word that has been spoken in Jesus name. Father, bless your people as this is a year of conquest. This is a year of spiritual warfare. This is a year of great victories and great exploits being accomplished in Jesus name. Amen. Praise God. Now, if you're watching today's message and you don't know Jesus, you might even know why you might not even really like know why you're here. How did you, why did you keep listening? I'll tell you why. Because God loves you and he wants you to have your life right with him. Remember, there's a lot of turmoil, a lot of danger in the end times. And guess what? We're there. I mean, we're on the clock. We are in the last days. Praise God. You need to get your life with, right with God. Praise the Lord. So if you don't know Jesus, I want to lead you in a prayer of salvation. If you used to know the Lord, but you're over uh, uh, in the enemy's camp, you know you know it. You know you're vulnerable. Get back now. Repent. Come back right now. Jesus will restore you. He left the 99, left the, uh, his attention on them. He knew they would be okay in angelic care, and he went over here after the one. That's you. It's time to come back to the shepherd of your soul right now. Let's pray. Everybody pray. Say, Lord Jesus, I need to get my life right with you. Lord Jesus, I repent of all of my sins. I repent of all of the things that I have done that are wrong. And I ask you to forgive me. Jesus, save me right now. Wash me with your blood. Write my name in your book of life. Let me step into this new year with your blood covering me and my heart right with you. Jesus, save me now. Thank you for hearing this prayer. Thank you for answering Thank you for doing it. In your great name I pray. Amen. Amen. Now declare this. Say, Jesus is the shepherd of my soul. He is the king of my heart. He is the Lord of my 
life. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Some of you are going to face a test. You're going to face a test now that you're serious about walking with God. You're going to walk right into a situation and they're going to say, we need you to do this. And it's something that you now as a believer can't do. Maybe it's to tell a lie. Maybe it's to cheat on something. Maybe it's to fudge numbers. Maybe it, but it's something that you no longer can do. And you're going to have to say, I'm a Christian. I can't do that. Hey, you've done it before. What's past is past. I can't. I'm not responsible for all of that, but I'll tell you this going forward. I can't do that anymore. Well, pastor Stephen, I, I do that. I'm, I'm out. Well, then maybe you need to get out of there. Praise God. If they, if they give you, if they give you the pink slip, you, maybe you need to get out of there and get to somewhere where you're not under a pressure, a pressure cooker situation to always do stuff like that. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Here's what I'm saying. Always do the right thing. You never, ever have to apologize to anybody for obeying God. Never. Praise God. Keep your head up. Say, I can't do that. Praise the Lord. If you're going to do it, I'm not condemning you, but I, I'm not doing that. That's between you and God, whatever. I'm, I'm not doing that. Mm -mm. Do the right thing. Don't be shocked four or five months later when you hear what happened to them when they continued on that wrong road. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. It's right living that gets you to the top. It's wrong living that sinks people in hell. Praise the Lord. Glory. Glory. You know, there was a, there was a businessman one time and he went to a minister and he said, Hey, you know, you teach a lot on the subject of ethics. Why don't you come over here and I'll get a bunch of business people together and you can teach a class on business ethics. And the minister said, Oh, I'd be happy to teach your people a class on ethics, but I can't do a class on business ethics. And the, the businessman said, well, why not? Because the minister said, there's no such thing as business ethics. It's ethics. It's either right or it's wrong. And if it's wrong over here, it's wrong over there. If it, it, look, when God said stealing is wrong, it's not like we can say, well, that's wrong. But over here, it's okay in business because we understand that sometimes we have to do the bribe thing. It's just, you know, one hand washes another and that's just how it works. No, 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 no. Ethics are ethics. And if you walk by them, they don't, they, they don't demote you. God lifts you. Look, promotion comes from the Lord from, and God can work even through crooked people, but promotion comes from the Lord. But even if you're crooked and even if you seem to be having success, unless your life is right with God, it'll all go up in smoke one day. And so will you, so will you. If you don't know Jesus, praise the Lord. Jesus said, what does it matter if a man gains the whole world, but loses his own soul? I don't envy anybody on their way to a burning hell. Woo. I have compassion on them. I will minister to them in love, but my goodness, let us wake up. My goodness. We're going to live with God for all eternity. Millions upon billions upon uh, the endless eons and ages of time with God. Mm, don't be distracted by so many things that engulf people's attention. All the latest, greatest electronics and technology. And it's just people run to it and they get so absorbed into these things that they lose their fire and passion for God. Stay close to him. 
Stay close to him. Praise the Lord. I'm so glad that you prayed that prayer. Many of you prayed that prayer, and now you're good to go. But you now must maintain that walk with the Lord. Walk close to him. Praise God. Today, let's take Holy Communion as we do in our meetings together online. I want you to grab some unleavened bread. Grab a little cracker if you don't have one of these wafers or tear off a piece of bread. Grab some grape juice. Let's pray. Father, we bless the bread and the juice. We thank you that through this prayer, we now set this apart as being holy. This is now the body and the blood of our Savior. Father, as we receive the Lord's body, we thank you for the mystery of communion. We thank you for the mystery of receiving the Lord's body. We thank you for strength that we have a sound mind. We are stable in a very unstable world, and we receive that strength now into our minds in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's partake of the Lord's body together. Praise God. Father, we thank you for the blood of Jesus. We thank you for forgiveness and cleansing of sins. We thank you, Father God, of right standing, righteousness with you through the impartation of Christ into our lives and the righteousness that he gives. We thank you, O God. We give you praise that you are moving in our lives. And as we receive the blood, we thank you that even the blood itself is a phenomenal spiritual weapon that terrifies the enemies of darkness. Father, we thank you. We give you all of the praise that we are in covenant with you, and we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes, because it's through his death that he made provision for us to receive eternal life. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's receive the Lord's blood together. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Now, when you fight with the weapons that we have discussed today, your faith, your mouth, my friends, as you do, you will, you will sense that inner strength of your faith becoming strong. And as it does, you speak out that word of the Lord. You proclaim what God proclaims over your life. And this will be a year of unstuck destinies. Praise the Lord. Thank you for watching. I'm praying for you. I'll see you back again real soon. Bye-bye.